ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Three Under Par podcast. This is a golf podcast where little white balls life. I'm your host Scotty T, and I'm joined by my co-host T Bone. T Bone, how you doing, my friend? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, we've got our uh, had a good golf weekend. Had a rough Fourth of July golf weekend if you guys saw that on the uh on instagram and uh yeah things are going good british opens right around the corner and ready to roll absolutely totally agree it was um maybe a bit it was definitely a slower week on the pga tour at least but we had the us women's us open was this week so we're here to break it all down but yes as t-bone mentioned he played on an absolute goat ranch like it was goat ranch there was that might be actually doing it some justice. It looked like the greens were a lot of dirt. So that's why you got to follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, all of our social media handles at 3NPRPod. The number three, 3NPRPod, everywhere. Subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. T-Bone, why were you there to begin with? You mentioned you were in the Austin area for the 4th, which, by the way, hope everybody had a great 4th of July. Was safe out there. Looks like you were safe, but the golf course was not safe. Golf course was not safe. Um I hate to be bashing it on a on the pod, but I guess I've already the damage has already been done. They've seen it on the Instagram account, so yeah, well, Lago. They really set themselves up. Yeah, for it, right. So, so the backstory they, is maybe don't pile on, but yeah, gotta, you know. I'll, I'll lay out the scenario. So, friend, uh, friend of the pod uh, went out to his lake house on on Lake Travis for the fourth and had a few buddies. Meeting, meeting up for the for the weekend and in the most classic way possible, everyone decided they wanted to uh, play golf on 4th of July weekend, the Friday or Thursday before the weekend. Classic, you know, guys planning. So there's a part or a nine-hole course close by, totally booked, and <laughs> look up Lago Vista. Tee times are fairly wide open, and – We'd played this course a lot in the past, and it was hit or miss. But I don't think we we had seen it getting worse and worse over the years. And I asked the asked the boys, "Do you guys want to play in this course or not?" They said yes. So we're driving by. We see one green. We're like, "Yeah, that's not great, but it'll work." And we go into the pro shop, and I go, "I asked the the guy working the counter. I go, How, how's the course looking?'" And he just goes. Eh. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And he goes, yeah, uh, I'll see if I can get you on the back. I don't think you can, but basically half of the greens are play like unplayable. And I go, okay, I guess we'll just have fun today. So what we did, didn't, uh, didn't take the score too seriously. I mean, go check out our Instagram, but literal like bunkers, like not even bunkers, sand. Sand, dirt, patches, maybe a little bit of grass here and there. And the sad part is a lot of those greens are greens that they'd redone recently. So it is a badass course, ton of scenic views throughout Lake Travis. And it's it's disappointing because the golf course has become unplayable. That is disappointing, especially to hear that. They've redone the greens recently too, and they look like that. That's just tough. Again, we're not we're not yeah. necessarily here to pile on, but yikes! Hate to see that. 
you gotta love it too when the when the pro attendant's like eh. <laughs> that's when you know you're in trouble he was yeah he was uh pretty straightforward but the good news is got to back it up with a nice round yesterday at memorial park so hadn't been on in a while and uh unfortunately another green being renovated so which one thankfully it was thankfully it was only one but they're redoing hole 17 so i think they're lengthening it um they've taken out some of the tee boxes on 18 that i think i'm not entirely sure how it's working yet but uh, they played 18 up, and then the 19th hole was like a 70-yard par 3 that is on the backside of the chipping greens. So other than that, greens were a little bumpy, but <laughs> it's funny I say greens were a little bumpy after the massacre that I played <laughs> on uh, last week. But, no, it's it's just anytime you can get out there, get a tee time, it's an amazing experience. I love being out at Memorial. So, And yeah. uh, games? Games? getting a little dialed in so myself dialed um, in i've been well and good for you let's just say i've been keeping a handicap uh a legit handicap for the last two years and we've been around five six and we're approaching the threes we're at, locked in a 76 at memorial yesterday the 4.1 uh, wow. official handicap now granted the last hole was a 75 yard par three um and 18 was playing about 300 yards so maybe add a shot here or there but um other How than about that, that two no nah. <laughs> the pin was impossible on 18 you, you it was probably three paces off the front corner you had to like lob it over a bunker so it was you had no chance to, to bury okay. and, I, and I even on it. even on the design on 17 before they're redoing it again it sounds like there's a ton of water and stuff everywhere t-bone you're not you're not convincing me you're not going in the water on that second shot when that pin is tucked all the way right come on now on which hole on 17 at memorial 17 yeah because um, they got that big pond right you see pond your ball just attracts straight to it <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i do Doo-doo. i'm just messing with you do do that's a good one one thing i I think it's happened the last five times I've played Memorial is I absolutely rip my drive on 16. Intimidating tee shot, par five. And I have anywhere from 220 to 250 in, and I go for it every time and hit it in the water every single time. Which tees are um, you playing from where you have two, 220 in? Playing the one-ups. I had oh, like 240 on, in dude, yesterday. What is this amateur hour? You got to play all the way back. You play college no. golf for one year, kind of. <laughs> and I'm not playing over seven thousand. There's, there's no way in hell I'm playing over. 7, Why not? 000. Hold on, we need to talk about this a bit more. Actually, it's really interesting you say that because every time I play with KJ, he's playing from like the senior tees now, which like shots fired, <laughs> but it's deservedly so. Literally, I was playing with Dump and Jay and Jay and Jay. And Jay and we played from the white tees at Sterling. I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Is that one but or two up? That's two up. <laughs> now, I will say, tipping out Sterling, it tips out to it, like 75. It's a longer course. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. But the men's are like yeah. 68, 69. Like, that's not, that's not far. Yeah. I'm like, what I, are we doing here? And I asked I asked Dumpy, I was like, do y'all usually pair from the whites? 
because it's his club. I'm not going to impose. And he's like, yeah, like we just gotten used to it. I'm like, come on. I don't know. I agree with them. I, I got nothing to prove anymore. Okay. <laughs> What's here's the, the, what was the, the tee it up campaign? I think it's still, <laughs> it's or tee it forward. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. You know, I, I'm not trying to press anyone from the tips. I'm always a one up guy. Um, two up, eh, it's a lengthier course. I'm sure I could be convinced. But uh, here's the thing. Yeah. I totally agree, especially when you've reached a certain age. Play from where you're comfortable from. Like, if you're over the age of, or it doesn't have to be an age thing. If you don't hit the ball necessarily far enough to play back, then don't play back. I get it. But T-Bone, you hit the ball far enough to where you can play back. <laughs> now, look, if it's over 7,200, okay. I'm actually kind of, I'm more of a believer, honestly, now. Kind of, I love the mixed tees. Where it's like mm. the par yeah. fives and some of the par fours. But it's those par threes where they get all the yardage. It's those 235-yard par threes. I'm like, I don't want to play that. I'd rather hit from 180 yep. or 190. Even still, that's kind of far. And I agree with you, too, because, you know, for the average golfer, I definitely hit it far. And some of these courses I play on, I'm hitting like wedges, nine irons all day. I do like to have a you know the occasional six, seven iron. Um, and sometimes it just feels like it's drivers, wedges, maybe some four or five irons, but never really get the, you know, eight through seven irons. So I, I am a big fan of the mixed tees. I like, I like if that's an option, they have it laid out on the scorecard. Big fan of that. Yes, definitely. Totally agree, man. Well, that's, uh, yeah. T it forward campaign. It's a good campaign, but not for you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. Well, Timo, we got a couple sponsors we got to give shout out for. Uh, want to give shout out to Drink a Buddy. So go to drinkabuddy.com. Use promo code three under for ten percent of your purchase order. T Bone, Drink a Buddy's coming in clutch. I actually played on Saturday, and we don't miss tea times here. So you take it with your last drink of the night. Some pills that you take with the last drink of the night. It's going to help curb that sluggish feeling for the next day. And so we're big fans of Drink a Buddy. Again, drinkabuddy.com, promo code 3UNDER for 10% off your order. Because, again, we don't miss tea times here. Take Drink a Buddy with the last drink of the night. It's going to help you make your tea times. At least not the excuse that you overslept your alarm based off your yep. drinking from the night before, right? I feel like that's fair to say. <laughs> we can't hand. be held responsible because everybody's individual. Yes. Yep. Hey, T-Bone, we also have a new sponsor for the show. How about this? New sponsor for the show. We are going to give a shout out to our friends at Chip Golf Company. That's C H I P P Chip Golf Company.com. So uh chipgolfco.com. So Chip Golf, go check them out. They have some fire gloves. That's what they are. They say look good, play well, do better. Go to their website, chipgolfco.com, and go check out some of their gloves. They got some awesome gloves there. Feeling lucky, stars and stripes, Texas Hold'em, um, some fire hands too. Look, you look good, you play good, right? T Bones, our fashion expert. Uh, we have to have some gloves coming down the pipe here. So they're friends of the pod now. Chipco chipgolfco.com. Use promo code three under as well. You get 10% off your order and free shipping. How about that? Free shipping. And T Bone, a little tease here. They're coming on the pod next episode. Wow. Chip Golf Co. 
coming on the pod next episode. We got them scheduled to record this week. Look, I don't necessarily like jumping the gun on our potential guests coming down the pipe, but I'm I'm speaking it into existence. They will be on the show next week, so you will get to hear from Chip Golfco again next week to talk about how he got started with the company, why he got started with the company, and so we're really excited and excited to have him on the show next week. Nice, that sounds great. I Scotty T already sent me uh, my preference of which glove I wanted to. A lot, a lot of cool ones to choose from. It, w- it was hard to pick. They, they got some good selections, so check them out for sure. Absolutely. Is my Wi-Fi stuck? I don't know if it's mine or yours. <laughs> All right. Well, nothing we can do about it now. As we've talked about earlier, Xfinity, if you guys want to be sponsor, come to the table. Um, We're ready. Yeah. That's right. Well, speaking of like kind of inconsistency or boring or whatnot, I don't know. John Deere Classic was this week. <laughs> Look, John Deere Classic, we joke, is the People's Open. I really think the People's Open is the Waste Management Phoenix Open. John Deere, though, they just they get the bad rap, man. I just they don't have a great field year in and year out. But that's the first win of Jordan Speed's career, if you remember, was at the John Deere Classic. So it has also been like a catapult for some young up-and-comers to jumpstart their career as well as given opportunities for people who have been around the block a few times an opportunity to win. That was the case this week. I think Seb Straka comes out on top, firing a final round 62 for a total of 21 under par for the tournament. He was on 59 watch there for a while. But Seb Straka comes out on top. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, maybe not as strong of a field. Really, Cam Young was the only one I was – one of the familiar names that I was familiar with, Denny McCarthy was in the mix at one point, um, but he kind of lost steam on that Sunday round. But I mean, it's a good tournament, I think, in the sense that it's really strong for the community. Uh, Seb Shaka, not necessarily going to get me turning on the tournament, but still good for him. Uh, guy's been around for a long time to get that W. Yeah, uh, I watched about three and a half minutes of the tournament um, doing my due diligence as a uh, golf reporter but um Seb has had two like sneaky backdoor wins i don't i don't know if anyone remembers the honda classic last year but he just kind of this is second to last group and he eagled or birdied 18 on the bear trap and then this huge storm hit on the 18th hole and just kind of screwed over all the leaders and uh Seb was just sitting in the in the pro shop or in the in the clubhouse waiting to watch these guys just blow up. So it kind of reminded me of that last win, but yeah. I don't know. He's been pretty relevant the last few years, and I think he's got some game. Um, I, I do know KJ. I don't know if he is, knows this, but um, got to be a big fan of him because I think he plays a draw like 99% of the time and just kind of sticks to what he knows. So yeah, good for Sepp. Backdoor Good win, percent. in my opinion, but a 62 Sunday on Sunday is never, uh, never too shabby. And that was with the double on 18. Yeah. It was with the double on 18. I didn't realize this. I'm looking at his profile right now. He's a Georgia guy. Yeah. Add another win for the Georgia Bulldogs there. Only 30. I thought he'd been on tour for a little bit longer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, to your point, that's a couple wins now under his belt. Maybe this is a guy we need to keep our eye on here for the next decade or so. Could be. I, I don't think so. But well, he's maybe. from Austria, though, so maybe he yeah. could 
uh, be in the running maybe for backdoor Ryder Cup team. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying, speak it into existence. You never know. So I think that pretty much wraps up the John Deere Classic. Yep. <laughs> Unless there's anything else you would like to add. No, nope, I think we nailed it. Uh, T-Bone, I want to turn it over to you here. U.S. Women's Open played at Pebble Beach. First time ever that this tournament has been held at Pebble Beach. I actually watched a decent amount of it. Uh, A, because the women are really good. And B, it was at Pebble Beach. And it's like, in my mind, Pebble is kind of like Augusta. If it's on TV, I'm probably going to turn it on because I want to watch the venues. Uh, some great golfs being played. It looked like a major championship. It played like a major championship. T-Bone, turn it over to you. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did also – so, you know, I'll be I'll be pretty transparent here. I'm never – hardly ever going to watch women's golf, but I did also tune in just a little bit because, like you said, Pebble Beach is special. And really, regardless of who's playing, I'm going to watch it. And uh, – it did be. It did end up being some some pretty entertaining golf. Um, uh, Allison Carpuz, right? Allison Carpuz. Me and Scotty T. Huh? Allison Corpuz. Corpuz. Me and yes. Scotty T. were talking about earlier him specifically, but it's kind of rubbing off on me. Just the the pronunciation. Something. It's not not our strong suit here at three under. But um, anyways. Hawaiian native got it done. Um, Allison's a, a USC alum and looks like she had a pretty stellar junior career with some AJGA wins under her belt. So it it almost feels like the the storyline I kind of heard is almost like the passing of the torch from Michelle Wee. You know, her hanging it up this week, another Hawaiian native, and then you know passing it over to Allison that to get the win this week was pretty cool. Um, you know, there were there were a few other cool storylines. Um, another Georgia Bulldog. Man, I'm going to screw up this name, too. Is it Ashley Tardy? I know the last name's Tardy. Yeah, Tardy <laughs> for the really party. Cool. I think it's the Instagram uh, handle, Bailey Tardy. Bailey Tardy. That's close enough. Yeah. Again, doing our due, due diligence here, as we always do at 3-under. But uh, a few things I saw on, on Bailey Tardy was she made – I think she qualified to get her tour card by like $300 on the money list wow. and, and sometime in the last few years had never really been that, that prevalent on tour, but kind of had a magical week and, um, you know, was, was hovering, uh, along the leaderboard near the top of the leaderboard and kind of, kind of fell apart on, on Sunday. But, um, you know, I think that was a big storyline going into the week, but, um, again, I'm not too in, too uh, up to date on on women's golf, but like you said, I, Sunday Pebble Beach it's it's always a fun tournament to watch. So there was a yeah, just overall pretty entertaining, good tournament to watch. Absolutely, um, yeah, totally agree, totally agree. So congrats to Allison Corpuz for coming out with the win. As you mentioned, Michelle Wee officially hanging it up. Michelle Wee West. Remember, we can't forget that sure, she married yep. to. The West family, Jerry West, the logo of the NBA. So, uh, T-Bone, that was a past golf gossip segment. I think this is a good time to transition to some golf gossip. T-Bone, we got to touch on this. But first, I want to say this golf gossip is brought to you by Waterloo Turf. Waterloo, if you're interested in turfing, if you live in the Austin area, uh, a little are they in Houston as well or mostly in the Austin not Hill Country? Not area? yet. 
Austin, okay. San Antonio is on the horizon. As far you as live in Austin and San Antonio go the Waterloo Turf. They're friends of the pod. We've known uh, the owners of Waterloo Turf since college. So uh, if you go to them, if you're interested in turfing, highly recommend it. I've done it. T-Bone really wants to because he hates mowing his lawn. It's fantastic. It's good for the dog, kids to play at. Highly recommend turfing. Go to the Waterloo Turf. If you live in Austin, San Antonio, tell them three under par sent you. Link will be in the description below. How about that for a plug? We're getting a little bit better wow. at yeah. this. Yes. T-Bone, golf gossip this week. we got to talk about Live Golf, Brooks Kepka, Matthew Wolf. I mean, mm. this really kind of set the golf world on fire here. And so I don't necessarily – I don't have Brooks's full statement in front of me, but he was talking about Matthew Wolf, as you might not remember, because we don't really talk about live golf that much. And A, they're hard to watch, and B, they're hard to watch. Matthew Wolf and Brooks Kepka are on the same team. Uh, Brooks Kepka pretty much called Wolfie out. He called him out for his poor play, saying that he is a waste of talent and that he pretty much sucks as a teammate and everything in between. And it, it was very i don't know if it was provoked or maybe a reporter just asked brooks about it but brooks was coming out hot at matthew wolf if i if i'm remembering this correctly i think wolf withdrew okay so you know i think brooks was hard on him but again with mm. the uh the team aspect of live i guess you can understand a little bit where he's coming from and you know yeah. i i don't i don't ever want to you know call people out for you know mental health and i know there's athletes that have that have taken a lot of breaks from from their respective sport but i do to back up brooks a little bit i feel like wolf has kind of played this card for a while like you know not playing as well not like enjoying he didn't really enjoy the pga tour i don't think and kind of missed like being on a team and i don't know some people kind of saw it as a sellout i did for sure and um you know i i don't know it, it it's kind of hard to judge matt wolf's character because i feel like we didn't get to know him for that long you know he's on the pga tour for a few years yeah. and then kind of bounced but i feel like i've kind of heard that that reputation about him, but um, also just a classic Brooks move to just be talking shit to the press, not really yeah. talk to your, to your teammates about it. So I, I kind of see both sides to it, but um, you know, the uh, what's so funny is I think this is one oh, of the sorry, better team aspects that could happen to live is like drama to their, to their teams. Like the team's winning or doing good. No one really gives a shit. <laughs> Something bad happens makes the news and it's entertaining <laughs> yeah no that's really interesting about making the news hadn't thought about that before so here's bull brooks kepka's full segment or full statement i mean when you quit on your round referring to dc you give up and stuff like that that's not competing i'm not a big fan of that you don't work hard it's very tough it's very tough to even have a, a team dynamic when you got one guy that won't work one guy is not going to give enough effort. He's going to quit on the course, break clubs, gets down. Bad body language is very tough. Then you said, I've basically given up on him. A lot of talent, but I mean the talent's wasted. And then Wolf responded back actually to him and said that it is, quote, heartbreaking. 
Um, I read the SI interview with our captain, Brooks Kepka, and it was beyond disappointing to me. Um, my challenges on and off the golf course with my mental health have been well documented. I deal with those challenges every day. And then went on to say that it was heartbreaking that Brooks has given up on him. Man, that's you know, I hear you. It's tough, man, because golf is such a mental game above all else. And it's really easy for mental scars to develop. I don't know. I think I think both are correct, but I'm but both aren't both aren't wrong, but they're both not right. It's a very murky situation. Yeah, I think uh, another thing to take away from this is maybe golf isn't a team sport. Have they ever thought That's about interesting. that? You know, yeah. uh, Ryder Cups are great. I love team events, but uh, purely, I mean, we've we've been talking about this since the beginning. It's it's not really golf. I mean. No one really gives a shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, well, so, here's the thing, too. For these guys, there's so much money on the line for the team aspect. You go out and win like Taylor yeah. Gooch has been doing. But when the team wins, that's when you get paid out there on live. Yeah. 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 So, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, um, yeah. No, I, I just think, think it's worth. A- I think it's worth mentioning because to your point, Brooks, for sure. back at it in the press again. Matthew Wolf, dude. Let's not forget. Do you remember during COVID when they played that round out at Seminole? You had Rory McIlroy, who was it? Ricky Fowler and Dustin Johnson, and who was the fourth? Matthew Wolf. He's the one who got that call because that's who everybody believed was yeah. going to be the next big guy. Yeah, including myself. I said no, he's going to be the best player to come out of Oklahoma State ever. Man, I'm eating <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm eating my yeah. words right now. Yeah, I think. I don't remember the exact comments, but I think he said something like, again, I don't want to like bash one for their mental health or struggles, but he had made some comment about like, you know, like it's not as fun. Um, like I'm not having as much fun, like on the PGA tour. And I was like, well, it's kind of like a job and growing up and you're not like on the Oklahoma state, like golf team, like, powerhouse like everything's taken care of like you're on your own you have one of the best jobs in the world like you have amazing talent like maybe hey, T-Bone. there is T-Bone, a bit did of you like your... yeah. did you like your first job out of school <laughs> i mean <laughs> hey if if there would have been a if there would have been a competing um saudi backed uh <laughs> job that that paying me double yeah, i would have to highly highly consider yeah, so, hey, it's, it's yeah, called no, a Ramco. Right. It's called a Ramco. <laughs> Go, check it out. Uh, Go get a job with them. They'll pay you. But yeah, no, it's but look, also he won, he was the first one out of that crew to win on tour as well. Like, let's not forget, he won before Colin Morikawa, yeah. before Victor Hovland. Man, just almost won a US Open. He almost won a US Open. It's crazy. It's crazy how the tides turn. Look, I'll 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 add this and then we'll we can move on. Brooks also sees a lot of the things that we don't. And it sounds like what he was talking was a lot more about competing and putting an effort. If you're just playing bad golf, like Billy Horschel was, do you remember a few weeks ago when he was saying like, this is the most loss I've been, but look, he hasn't been at the bottom of the leaderboard to my knowledge since then he's working hard. Yeah. He's putting in the work and yeah, mental struggles and whatnot. Again, we're not, I don't necessarily downplaying that, but I think what Brooks was talking about was more the work ethic and, trying 
and effort. And even though you might be playing bad and bad, like you still got to compete in battle. And I think that's more what he was criticizing. And it yeah. got taken not necessarily out of context, but probably 50% out of context. So that's just my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. But not no, all is... That's kind of what it sounded like. But, and then again, that, you know, Brooks is definitely not someone who should be uh, criticizing, you know, work put in. This is the guy who's talking about, you know, I've, I hit a bucket of balls once a month and, you know, show up to the majors and win. And then you see him drinking wine on the couch with his mom during full swing, talking about how he can't break 80 and, you know, whatever. <laughs> Look, he won but, a major this year. He won a yeah, major no, this he year. he brought it back. He knows he's what he's going to be on the Ryder Cup. He has five majors total. Look, if anybody has room to speak on this, it's probably Brooks Kepka, honestly. Yeah. Brooks Kepka and Rory, maybe if you want to throw like Speeth in the mix or I don't know. Look, not all a point is not many people have can say that and get away with it and still be listened to and respected. But Brooks is one of those guys because of his resume on the course. Yep. Yep. He might be a douche, but he can talk. <laughs> okay, T Bone. Here we go. Top five here. This was your idea. So I'm going to throw it over to you. Lay out everybody for the good listenership out there. Top five of the week. Yep. So as we kind of talked about, kind of a down week in golf. You know, we're based in Houston. I'm very big on baseball. I'm in baseball mode. And in honor of this week's top five, we've got the home run derby. Hitting bombs out there. We're going to do longest drivers of the golf ball of all time i love that t-bone yeah. are we doing pga tour only guys who bring it um or or girls who hit bombs oh sorry think, the internet delayed there are we doing yeah pga think, tour lpga tour i think both well so meaning like is kyle berkshire in the conversation <laughs> yeah. here i was thinking about that too no I think I think no Kyle Berkshires, no uh, no Happy Gilmore's, um, none of those. I think professional golfers, not professional drivers or long drive champions. Sorry, sorry. Okay, no, I think that's very good, very good. It's a great list. As you mentioned, uh, home run derby is going on right now. I have the TV off, but home run derby is going on right this second at the time of this recording. T Bone, I love the inspiration. I went first last week. Don't know who won. Somebody didn't put it up on Instagram. Just saying. I think it was a pretty yeah. good list, though. But I'll we'll turn to it over it to you. Up. It was also very difficult to to add to a list, but we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get back to that. But um, I also think not like because we have the different eras. Probably it's kind of a gut, you know, longest drivers of all time. We're not talking like average distance. If you guys want to call us out for that, sure. Yeah, I, it, honestly, like, um, don't really want to hear it because there are guys playing with Persimmon Woods at one point and everything. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, the longest, like, the medium drivers on tour now would be considered long drivers back in the 80s yeah. or 70s. So, yeah, yeah, it is relative in our opinion. So, hey, but if you have problems with it, comment below. We love to hear from you. That being said, T-Bone, you're first yeah. up. Who is your first overall pick for long drive hitters? If I don't, I mean, there's the guy. You don't pick him. If I didn't pick him, I'd have to hang up my podcasting 
uh, Mike forever. It's got to be the GOAT. John Daly, just past parallel. John Daly, mullet, 90s era. Um, the guy, you know, chicks dig the long ball. That is John Daly. There's no way you can't pick him first overall. Um, I really feel like he, he was the the first guy that just that was his game was just bombing it. Um, you know, his first major he played in at Crooked Stick. He always talks about he just hit it past all the trouble, and um, and he won. You know, I think he just what and he won. Yeah, it's like a seventh alternate. Um, yeah, Crooked Stick and like ninety one. He he's what I think of when I think of chicks dig the long ball bombing it. John Daly, number one. You know, I don't think people appreciate John Daly's talent. Not only drinking talent, but his golf talent. <laughs> Let, let's not forget, John Daly won two majors. Yeah. That's that's more than Fred Couples, man. He won the PGA. Wow. Yeah, I think it was the seventh or eighth alternate. Nick Price dropped out. He drove through the ninth to Crooked Stick and didn't play practice round one. Then he won the British Open at St. Andrews, too, if I'm not mistaken. Crazy oh, town. Enough. People don't. People need to appreciate John Daly more just for his drinking abilities and Hooters sponsorships. Uh, let's see. Yeah, John Daly, he's the GOAT. Honestly, after this, I don't – I know it sounds early and weird to say for round one, but this is tough. I'm going to go Bubba Watson for my first overall pick. I mean, look, he led the tour, what, five years or something distance. He – the way – it's not just his distance, but the way he, that he worked the ball I think was really impressive – and still hit yeah. fairways or somewhat to it really overpower. He was one of the, he was one of the few that could overpower golf courses. And so, yeah, I think Bubba Watson gets, especially, you know, visor Bubba with the long hair circa 2012. Yeah. That was great. No, I think it's a great pick. He he's in the long drive hall of fame, but yeah, the, the long swing lefty, all that. Uh, I think it's a great pick. Um, all right, number two overall. You know, I I just I gotta go Tiger. Yes. Tiger Dang Woods. It. Dang it. Tiger Woods. What my favorite thing about Tiger is I've never seen a golfer swing harder at the ball than Tiger. I mean the recoil back in the nineties when he had those steel shafted drivers and he's just pumping it. Um, out driving everyone. Um, you know, back in the day, it was just it was just so much power. And what's crazy, even when he kind of made his comeback, this uh, comeback, him just playing golf again, and was a comeback. But I remember watching him playing Riviera. He's playing with JT and Rory, and he was like hitting it past him. And he's got half a leg and half a back in. He's still bombing the ball, so um, Tiger's Tiger's got to be on the list. So Tiger number two. Yeah, if you weren't going to take him, I probably was, especially since in that era they had to tiger-proof golf courses. That's what they said about Augusta yeah. National after his win in '97. Yeah, pretty remarkable. Yeah, it was you know, one of the true like him and VJ true athletes of yeah. playing golf at that time. Yeah, I love it. That's a great pick. It was probably going to be mine if you weren't going to take him. Honestly, I was hoping that he would slide by you here. You know, for number two, maybe 
there's probably other people, but I'm going to go in the same route. I'm going to go Roy McIlroy. Just the the way that he powers the ball, considering he's not really a big guy. I mean, he got really in shape. Obviously, he's yeah. not like chipmunk cheek Roy back in 2014. But, I mean, that's part of the reason why he got so much longer. He's one of the best pure drivers of the golf ball, I would say. So, I, I think Roy gets the nod for number two for me. Yeah, no, he absolutely rips it. It's insane how far he hits it for the size. So, yeah, um, probably pound okay. for pound, one of the better drivers of, of all time. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right, number three. It, it's this is kind of a hard list because it's almost you're almost favoring the newer era golfers because you don't really think about bombers back in the day. Agreed. But uh, I'll, I'll go back uh, back a few um, few eras. I'll go with the shark, Greg Norman. Okay. Um, I think, unfortunately, Greg Norman was known for a lot of his major collapses and now his, you know, controversial position – with live, but the guy fucking ripped the driver. Um, that was like the best part of his game when he was a dominant number one in the world for that long. So we'll go with the shark. I think that's a great pick. Severely underrated. Yeah, he's just more of a dick now than anything, but that's how people know him by. But yeah, he he ripped the golf ball more than people think. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, like I'm looking at a. Uh, golf ranking and they actually put him as number one of all time so mm. for my number two right now or for my round three t-bone mm, i think i'm gonna go dustin johnson uh a, a bit more of a new i'm going newer era guys here but i mean the guy's just pure athlete six i mean he can do like windmill dunks and whatnot six four he's got the bow in his wrist and that's what helps him generate a lot of his power remarkable dude when he has that driver rocking it is fun to watch so yeah dj goes number three for me yeah that was gonna be that's who i was contemplating he he's, he's yeah he's been bombing it for like 20 years now so yeah um good pick good pick all right things are gonna get weird well to <laughs> to a point i think we mentioned it earlier just a lot of the people now especially taking golf more like a sport they're better trained fitness nutrition the whole nine yards i think that's and the equipment helps i think that's why it's so easy to tend to the newer air golfers yeah no for sure it's it's hard to pick like honestly it's hard to pick anyone with the wooden driver with the persimmon i mean like <laughs> well we can get into the uh honorable mentions at some point but all right number four I'll go Freddie Couples. Okay. Um, pass parallel, boom, boom, rips the ball. Um, you know, in his prime, he was one of the longest drivers of the ball. So there's there's probably someone better he could come to mind, but you know, I, I think Freddie's always ripped it. So I'll put I'll make him number four. Interesting pick. Okay. Interesting. I like I like that. Kind of older school here with the sweater vest and the swag. Kind of got 70s, 80s, 90s, and, and 2000s all across the board. So, yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go with somebody more from that Tiger era, uh, you know, 2010, 2011-ish. I'm going to go J.B. Holmes. J.B. Holmes, dude, he not again, not a big guy, but an absolute piss missiles off the tee. He absolutely <laughs> ripped the ball. He was a great driver of the golf ball, played on a couple of Ryder Cup teams, which, by the way, I don't know if you saw that there was he was a golf gossip the other uh, few weeks ago. I don't know. Maybe we need to bring that back up. But J.B. Holmes, man, just surprisingly under the radar, huge driver of the golf ball. Yeah. And it's weird. I almost took DJ. I almost took J.B. on both of those rounds. So I think we're seeing eye to eye here. I think the most impressive part about J.B. Holmes was he took it like a three-quarter swing, it looked like. Um, Agreed. Yeah. No, I think that's a great pick. All right. Wrapping up the list. I'm going to go with Phil the Thrill. Mm. Phil Mickelson. I just started thinking about that that video where he's driving into Augusta and he's talking about hitting bombs in the car. He's like hellacious seeds, you know, ripping, hitting bombs. Um, the guy does still bomb it uh, over the age of 50. Um has always swung hard. I like that I've got a lot of guys that are past parallel um, mm-hmm. and, and just swing hard. But, yeah, Phil, Phil can get it out there. So I'll go Mickelson, number five. Man, if you look at some of his, like, mid-Tiger years, 2000s-ish, he didn't swing that hard at it. Once he hit, like, yeah. really that 44, 45, that's when he really started chasing after yeah. that speed. Coming out with the Clacious Seeds comment, just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, dude, he bombs it now. He's 51 yeah. years old or 52, however old he is. I'm just absolute bombs it. Pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, T-Bone, for my last round, I would – look, I know who I should pick. I'm not going to do it, though, because I think he's a douchebag. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go Jack Nicholas for number five. The Golden Bear himself, 18 major championships. Look, there's a reason why he won 18 major championships. Great putter of the golf ball, but also at that point, he outdrove everybody. He was the tiger before tiger. He had such an advantage off the tee off of everybody. I know he's hitting wooden clubs, so the numbers won't necessarily back it up. But he absolutely ripped the golf ball, passed parallel, got that left foot back off the ground on his takeaway. Yeah, he he was uh he's amazing. So that's why I think Golden Bear. Also, people need to look this up. How many second place finishes he had in major championships? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, he had more second place finishes than wins. I think he had 19 second place finishes in majors, which is yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. No, I, it's a great pick. Um, I, I couldn't live with myself picking Tiger and Jack, so I'm I'm happy you got picked. But uh, Steven, who are some honorable, some honorable mentions? mentions? I kind of wish we would have. I kind of wish we would have jumped into a little LPGA tour, but uh, Lori, Laura Davies should have been up there. The grass tee. <laughs> Hit Laura <bombs>. Davies. <laughs> Man, there was, I think, a deleted episode when when KJ was talking about Laura Davies, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> or maybe yeah. it's on the very first yeah. episode. I, I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah, somewhere out there. But, but yes, uh, uh, you know, I, I want to show some love to Lexi Thompson out there. Yeah. LPGA. Yeah, Michelle Weave and you know being able yeah. to play on PGA tour. Um 
Also a very low-key name. It wasn't on the tour for too long. Robert Gerges absolutely killed the ball. Um, I don't think he was around for too long. Always had a lot of putting issues, but that yeah. guy hit it really far. Um, another but guy that's been he really... Led, uh, he led the tour in driving in 2009 and 2010. Robert Gerges. Nice. Uh Another couple, one guy that was also really big on speed or still is really big is Padraig Harrington. I listened to a podcast with him and he's just all about hitting draws and hitting, hitting the swing as hard as he can. So he hits really far. Um, Ernie, Ernie Els comes to mind for sure. Um, T-Bone, there's one guy we are missing, blatantly missing. Really? Bryson. Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> Shit. We, yes. th- that's wow. what I was referring to on my fifth pick. Like we left him off the list because wow. I just don't necessarily like him, but he's an obvious missing from this list. Yeah, unfortunately. When I was thinking about this earlier today, I, I definitely he was on the radar once I started getting into the episode. I, w- I guess I just want naturally wanted nothing to do with him. But yeah, honestly, he was the he basically did the the John Daly method where he just hit it past all the trouble when he won the U S open. So yeah, no, he, yeah, no, that's a good pick. Um, a couple more, uh, Cameron champ, Cameron champ hits absolute bombs. If he can get that putter straightened out, look, he's won a couple times. Um, but yeah, he, he absolutely rocks it. Luke list. How about Luke list, man? Big guy there does not a big swinger, but he absolutely hits the crap out of the golf ball. Trying to think of this. Honestly, else. I think you could put like you could put Scotty in the conversation. I mean, he hits it really far. Yeah. Um see, Luke List has the longest drive on tour this season. Scotty Scheffler has the third longest drive on tour this season at 451 yards at the century open. <laughs> okay. All the longest ones are at Century. This is ridiculous. But like they, to your point, they all hit the ball far. Justin Thomas, uh, Will Zalatoris, even though he's a string bean, he hits the ball a mile. Colin Morikawa, yeah, even uh, Victor Hovland, dude, he chases that speed. It's it's pretty remarkable how far these guys hit the ball. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Wyndham, Wyndham Clark, U.S. Open champ. Oh yeah, Wyndham Clark Man. for sure. But T Bone, I think that was a great idea for the top five longest drivers of all time. Let us know in the comments below if we missed anybody. I'm sure we did. We always miss one or two. Nothing as egregious as U of H golf team that one time, but <laughs> we do our best here at Three and a Par Pod. So we appreciate you, the listenership, sticking with us. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week. Uh, as T-Bone mentioned, British Open right around the corner. Uh, T-Bone, I'm going to turn it over to you, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, I, um... I also had a, an additional sponsor. And if you guys are listening to our, our recent episodes, we're starting to pick up the list of sponsors. So I'm just saying, if you guys want to be a sponsor, we got to see what you, what you can bring to the table. But our newest sponsor is Paisley House, which is um, I have a uh, connection to the owner, uh, my, my mother. But if for all of your interior designing needs, um, all of your furniture needs, patio furniture, head over to Paisley House. Go see Joni. She'll uh, she'll help you out. Um, but um, yeah, we're 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 rocking and rolling with our sponsor list. Very excited. If 
if uh, we might have to start taking applications at this point because we're getting a little busy, Scotty T. But um, uh, good problem to have. But uh, I I think this was a, a bit of a quiet week in golf. Um, British Open is coming up, though. Um, I'm kind of sad that it's feels like the season's already almost over, but um, kind of baseball mode. Even tennis with Wimbledon right now. You got you guys know I'm the tennis guy, so. Uh, that's kind of where the focus is, but we'll be ready for, for the British Open here in a few weeks now. So continue that's to right. listen in. Maybe another quick golf course up. Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, all at Wimbledon. Pictures looked awesome. Looked like a yep. really good time for sure. So again, go to drinkabuddy.com, promo code 300. Go to golf, uh, golf chip co. Again, that's chip with two P's, chipgolfcode.com, promo code 300, 10% off your orders. Go check out their gloves. They're on the episode next week. Waterloo Turf, Paisley House. We're filled up with sponsors. We're taking applications. Go follow us on social media at 300 of our pod. And uh, we appreciate you, the listenership, sticking with us, helping this podcast grow. We love y'all. Uh, I think that wraps it up. Again, British Open a couple weeks. Get pumped. I'm Scotty T for T-Bone. And remember, little white ball's life. And don't forget your Heinekens. That's right. <laughs>